Welcome to the Virtual Ball Boys Podcast. My name is Chris, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Matt. So, I just see this um, this tweet from uh, Mr. Tom Pelissero. I, I just want to, before, before you keep going, I yeah. always know how weird it's going to get by how long it takes you to kind of load into the intro. Because it's either going to, it's it, it ranges. Because it's either if you uh, go in really slow or really fast. I know it's something off the wall. <laughs> but if you kind of just go into it, you're like, I'm just like, okay, no, this is just going to be a normal thing that he's going to say. A normal one. But the, when you were like, you pause and then sit so. I'm just like, oh so, no, here we go. <laughs> so this is like this is like actual news, but I think it's weird enough to constitute a me intro. Sure, sure. Hit okay. So apparently, so a a memo went out to clubs from the NFL. Apparently there is uh there is a representative by the man of by the name of Ken Francis mm-hmm. who is reaching out to clubs trying to get them to trade for Lamar Jackson. And he is not a certified NFLPA certified agent. Yes, I remember this now. I remember hearing about this. Imagine just pretending to be a football agent or pretending <laughs> to be any like high powered job of just or high profile job where it's just like oh i'm just gonna pretend to reach out to teams to sign lamar jackson so it's <laughs> it's really interesting because and I, I let me let me just start out by saying this this today's episode is going to be very interesting because we're gonna we're gonna kind of just flow with the conversation see where we want to sit sorry there's a car going back uh to see where we want to be where we want to land with all these teams we want we just want to talk openly because it's been three weeks we've been we've been hibernating and, and letting the news flow out and now we're just going to this is the first time we're seeing any of this news <laughs> we have not seen anything no i'm just kidding um no we we're, we're gonna we're gonna just talk about our reactions to everything that's going on because it's been again it's been a very active three weeks so s- starting with lamar because I, I feel like this is very interesting the whole whole situation is fascinating to me but to talk specifically about what your what the this report is there has been talks about how like there, there's Lamar is not unique in that there's there's been uh, quite a few players who have decided to go agentless, like like where they they've decided they they want to represent themselves. They don't want they don't want an agent doing their thing. I think Tunsil, Larry Tunsil, is one of those who actually he does keep on getting paid uh, very wealthily at that, um, and I believe a few other players have also taken taken the same route. Um, but what was always interesting though is that apparently. This, what Ken Francis, this guy that's doing this, whatever his name is, he, this is not an abnormal thing to happen necessarily. They, they, there is, maybe, maybe it's by, maybe this is like the first time it's a non-certified agent that's doing the phone calls, but people who go without agents, they still sometimes have like people that they consult with Mm. and they have those people maybe make phone calls to start conversations with those players, um, for for contracts uh so but it's interesting that this is because they i guess lamar wanted to go with someone else that is outside of that agent sphere um was like hey can you can you make some phone calls for me get people to like start a negotiation with me uh and now it's now it's becoming a lot more surface level and a lot more of an outrage (laughs) overall Uh, it is, it is wild. Um, it is a wild thing to, like, be that bold to do that. Um, because, mainly because, like, if you're not, like, if you're not, there is obviously, 
a clique in a buddy circle that happens around these things where there's a lot of major big time agents that teams are going to go to and, and hear from and have a good relationship with it is bold to be someone who's uncertified and being doing that and trying to like be the one who gets lamar jackson a, a his beefy contract that he wants mm-hmm. uh it is that is a that is a very very interesting tactic <laughs> by all parties on that front. Um, is is that who we're going to talk about first? Because I have I have a lot of thoughts on him. So you know, that's what I mean. Like, I, so this is what <laughs> yeah. I mean. So, this, so today's episode is going to be about us going with the flow. There's so much that we can talk talk and start with and all that. Like, there's so much that has happened. So I'm cool with starting wherever. And so I feel like this is you kind of opened the door for Lamar Jackson. So I'm mm-hmm. down to talk about what's what's going through your mind with Lamar. Okay, so, uh, I forget if we even mentioned this before, but Lamar on, uh, got franchise tagged. Everybody who listens to football knows this. Um, but the way that I am interpreting this is the Ravens are tagging him. They say, okay, you go do it. You go find a place that will pay you as much as you want. You won't be able to do that. I think that they are calling his fucking bluff and then he'll come crying back to them. Mm. that like after listening to a few things and after like thinking about it, that is what I think is going to happen. I was convinced Lamar was leaving the Ravens even like a month ago. Yeah. But I think that, that that combined with all of the NFL, the 31 of the 32 NFL owners thinking that the Browns are fucking dumbasses, <laughs> giving Watson that much guaranteed money <laughs> and are just trying to squash this shit. Think, as immediately as possible, so they never have to do it again with any other player. I think after I think after this next season, I think thirty two out of thirty two will think the Browns are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, that that is one hundred percent what's happening. Uh, there was actually an article I I had not got a chance to read it yet, but the Athletic uh, there was an article about that how ultimately the NFL owners want control, which is which is not the most which is not I not the most b- biggest breaking news out there of course they mm-hmm. do but it this is they want to rein this in they don't want players to get more power get more money they yep. want they want at the end of the day to be able to be more in control of that and yes the overall the uh, the league league owners are very pissed at what the browns did with Deshaun watson um i mean i, I am too to be fair i am oh. also i am not on the side of league owners usually ever I think, but I think you and I feel that way for very different reasons. Like, I don't think yes. they really care about the moral implications about signing Deshaun Watson. I think no. they just care about the fact that, like, oh, you guaranteed him money. Now we have to do that with all the quarterbacks. It's just like, well, but, like, I mean, granted, again, did Deshaun Watson deserve that contract? Absolutely not. We're just saying, like, that, that, that should, it should be a thing, though, in this league. Like, you guys, you all have the money, all the money in the world to spend on these teams like you can you could guarantee your most important player mm-hmm. his contract it's not it is not the most absurd thing in the world but again it's the it's the the worry about losing control and it's just it's obnoxious at the end of the day but yeah so it's it's crazy cuz i think that we went, we the last time we we talked on podcasts was for for virtual ball boys anyway was the beginning of march uh, so the franchise tags haven't even been like filed yet. Like that's so that that's that is how much has happened since mm-hmm. uh since our last recording. Um 
But what is crazy is that nothing really has happened with Lamar Jackson. It is the fact that he got the non-exclusive franchise tag, which means that he can get another team to offer him a contract. He could sign the offer sheet, and then the Ravens would have a, a time period. Of, I think it's like a 48-hour window, 72-hour window, whatever it mm-hmm. is, to give to up that contract and then sign him back um which uh i'm with you i think that it feels like they're gonna do that but to start but just to talk about the ravens in general at this point what are the ravens doing like so i think if they can get if they can get lamar back because right now right now lamar's on the team right if they get a Hopkins or a Beckham, I think that they are not full contenders, but they're in an okay spot. They're, right. They will be a playoff team. I'm not. I I I don't doubt that they won't still be like decent. The Ravens, like even when they do have like their collapses the way they do, they're still one of like the better teams in the league. You can't. You're not. They're not going to like fall apart. Mm. But I just right now, like you're like. It, it has to they have to do something they have to right now they it feels like they have made no moves this free agency and i think a lot of the reasons for around that is because that they don't have any idea if lamar jackson is going to be back with them right Mm. now and so that that question mark in the air i think is hurting them in terms of getting their their team set up granted they still have a great offensive line or a solid enough offensive line they'd still have a good defense like it is going to be when it all comes down to it just getting the weapons both in the building but also you know getting the like you know bateman healthy again and uh you know mark andrews and all them like just you know having them be the central part of the offense like they have been but you need you need more wide receivers that's that's the ravens are the packers south where they just yep. they have not been doing enough at that position, and it just it feel it still feels weird to me that like and yes like they're they're in this weird moment of time where they don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to be their quarterback, but whether he is or not, like don't you want to address that? Don't you want to like just get someone in the building? I so I just I don't I guess. I don't even if it is that they are waiting for Lamar Jackson. I still kind of don't understand what the holdup is. They 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 need to get moving in, in some of these regards because I think Hopkins is going to get going at some point, you know, uh, mm-hmm. from the Cardinals. Speaking of that, um, to jump to the Cardinals real quick, I um, I think pretty handily that the the Cardinals are going to be the worst team in the league this year. I. I think you're right. I can think of a couple that not no, you know what? No, I think it's Cardinals. Because Yeah. I, I only because the situation with Kyler Murray's injury, he's not gonna be in the he's not gonna be in playing for at least the first uh, like six weeks or whatever whatever mm. like like i mean just because of how late the of an injury he had this season, it, he's not gonna be back immediately and they're gonna have to roll out a backup on top of that like they were already having issues on defense and they, then they lose there it, it's weird to say that he was their best defensive player at, at his age but jj watt like he kind of was like their best player on that team uh and he's uh now he is retired he's gone away and they haven't really done much to address that they haven't really done much to address it, it just it feels like there is just so little going on with the cardinals this year and i think 
they read the room. It's a new regime. They're kind of starting from scratch. And I think that it's just, it feels very evident that this is going to be the team that is going to have the most struggles. Now, granted, we probably would have said the same thing about the Seahawks last year. And it ends up, you know, the, it, these these kind of statements early on in the offseason, they always come back to bite us by everyone in the butt because we always get proven wrong. But just right now with the way things are at with the Cardinals, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like that team is talented enough to kind of carry the, the way. And on top of that, you have the uh, Hopkins trade situation. Yeah. Um, it's on the table. So yeah, that's, it's rough, rough going for them. Um, speaking of, uh, th- th- there was like uh, a lot of trade stuff going on. Uh, but of course, I I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the one trade that feels like it's gonna happen, but has not happened yet. And um, we we talked about in the last podcast we talked about the idea that that it feels like Rogers is on his way out. Where is he gonna go? There's it was always looking like it it felt it felt like the Jets were an easy answer, and then he went into the darkness. He came out of the darkness, um, and uh, he decided that he wants to be a New York Jet, and he said so. Said as much on the Pat McAfee show uh, last week, uh, but he said the holdup has been uh, that the Packers are basically holding the Jets to the fire in terms of getting the most composite comp- compensation uh, as 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 much uh, picks as possible. Yep. Um. <clears throat> So, uh, as the, as the resident Jets, uh, adjacent fan. Sure. That's fair. That's fair. That's a way, that's, that's, that's a way to put it, I guess. Yeah. Jets adjacent. Uh, how do you feel? It's interesting. I, cause I think I, I, I've been kind of on the, on the record of saying like, I hate Aaron Rodgers, but I understand where the Jets, why the Jets would be doing this. And it's not like, I'm not sitting here like, man, why are you like this is a terrible decision why are you going after this guy like i get it i get why they're doing it um the whole idea of them blowing up their team potentially to sign him feels like that would have been wild it doesn't seem like they're actually going to be doing that um they did sign alan lazard uh they They do have nathaniel hackett they do have nathaniel hackett but i will say like like it's so funny because they the the Hackett thing was interesting with what happened with the Broncos and how it felt like he did not have control of that situation. But I think that every single person who, every single player, it seems like that has had an interaction with Hackett really likes him and likes him as a, as a coordinator at the very least. And so Lazard is like, he, he, he was super pumped to sign with the Jets cause he does like Hackett. Um, and then uh, yesterday, the what, what I thought was really interesting is that McCall Hardman, formerly of the Chiefs, is now a Jet. Uh, who I, which by the way, did not know McCall Hardman was a fucking reagent. I never, I didn't know that either. When did that happen? The, so all right, so this is what happened. So yesterday, McCall Hardman, he signed with the Jets, and I was like, okay, interesting. So they have now Lazard, they have Garrett Wilson, they have uh, Elijah Moore, and they have McCall Hardman. So how is that? That that's that's a lot of receivers. That's that's pretty good, but it turns out that they signed McCall Hardman and then they flipped Elijah Moore to the Browns. So the Browns got 
Elijah Moore in a trade, um, uh, which I thought was uh, an interesting move. I don't know if it's going to work out for them, but we look at that the threesome of Hardman, Lazard, and uh, and Garrett Wilson. That's not a bad group. Um, it's not, not and, at all. And you look at Brees Hall coming back from his injury. You have an offensive line that's going to get healthier, and that line before they got injured last year was a pretty stable line for the Jets. Um, and it's it just now it's just the question about Rodgers coming back. But like, do you feel putting aside like I, I know that like we were we're both like God, it's going to be a nightmare him being in the New York market at this point, but. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this could work out for the Jets? All right, so putting aside my thoughts that Aaron Rodgers is 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 a dumb poophead. Yeah. Um, the most mature thing I could possibly say. Sure, sure, yeah. That's um, fine. putting aside those feelings, it's like you're on NPR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> the um <laughs> the sentiment that I've had for the Jets is they are a quarterback away from being the AFC East champions because Zach Wilson did not do it last year as much as as much of as a enthusiastic supporter of Mike White as I am um, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> obviously he was not the answer either um I think that this puts the Jets in contention and I uh, I have questions still about the Bills consistency Mm. with the um and the the dolphins uh, as well of course so there's a non-zero chance if rogers goes to the jets that this is great for them however the jets are in fucking panic mode yeah because they have no other options they won't get a quarterback in the draft they have the all the free agents are are gone uh jimmy g went to the raiders um uh uh, Derek Carr went to the Saints. Right. So unless the Jets are the Lamar Jackson team, which would be better for them, you know. <laughs> I think cause, so, too. Because, you know, they only have to give up two first-round picks, you know, and have a lot of players on rookie contracts. Yeah. So they have a lot of caps, like, space and ability to fucking pay Lamar. Yeah. Like, as much sense as that would make, I think Aaron Rodgers also makes sense. And if if... I think that is the only route for the Jets right now is they're going to be uh, they're going to be hitting the shins like the Packers are going to hit them in the fucking shins until they get what they want. Right. So it's a it's a horrible situation for the Jets that could turn into an amazing one, but it's not great right now. Right now, it's it it's it's it is just an a a infuriating waiting game. Yep. That like, like, because I initially and understandably so, it, everyone was blaming Rogers because they thought Rogers was holding it up. Yeah. Uh, but now Rogers basically deflected, which he usually does. He never wants to take blame for himself. Uh, but I he, do think he is actually correct in this. No, he though. he. I think he is correct too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think that I think he's saying that the Packers are basically say, are holding up the deal, and that's. Yep. And I, I don't blame the Packers necessarily. Like they they want they want a good amount of compensation for their longtime franchise quarterback. But at yep. the same time, at some point you want to, you know, shit or get off the pot, you know, like it's time to, yep. it's time to like, I think you need, you want to pull the trigger on this, get him out of the building and you move on to uh, Jordan love uh, at, at your, as your quarterback. I, 
Uh, I do want to talk uh, briefly. I, I do want to talk briefly about the Packers at some point, but I, I want to hold off hold off on that because you talked about you you feel like the Jets are your. I mean, I agree with you that they would be AFC East contenders. Um, Bills definitely haven't really added much this offseason. The, maybe the the one move that stood out to me was they added Damian Harris from the Patriots, which I thought yeah, was... Yeah, that that, that that's that some, just some nice running back depth. Yeah. Nothing, nothing extreme. Nothing nothing wild. So they they have yet to make like that big offseason splash that uh, we got last year, at least from them when they signed Von Miller. Dolphins are a more interesting thing for me because they, they traded for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, so now they have a secondary that has Ramsey and Xavier Howard uh, in that secondary uh, to pair with a front seven that was very good, uh, at least during the beginning parts of that season um, for the Dolphins. Uh, and they still have a lot of good weapons on the offensive side. Uh, trying to see that there, I thought there was something else the Dolphins did that I had written down here. Um Oh, I I did say they'd sign Mike White <laughs> to the yeah. to the to the the roster, so that it would be an, that's a good backup in case Tua goes down, and they did pick up Tua's fifth year option, so they are going all in on Tua at this point. Um, I I just I still feel like this Dolphins team could make the leap, um, like so I I there's something there. Uh, I think you're looking at a Patriots team that. I mean, they they might their offense might be a little bit better next year because they don't have uh, a defensive coordinator and a special teams coordinator weird, running the weird, offense. Weird that that didn't work, right? That was <laughs> weird that we did that, that. All of us weren't like warning about this for the entire time <laughs> and like saying, um, "Hey, Bill." Yeah. Hey, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Bill. 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 Bill? Well, he Bill? he decided to hire a different Bill and Bill O'Brien, oh. which I do think is a very good hire because i bill o'brien what he really did when he was a texans head coach one thing that he was pretty good at was even with the most mediocre of quarterbacks he kind of was able to make the, the offenses a little bit more fun to watch the thing that that bob fucked up was the the gm stuff right so but he's that he does not he's not gonna have that power no i say they should give it to him but <laughs> i mean well hey well see uh maybe may, he might he might be the head coach in waiting you never know uh for for the patriots it, when when belichick ends up leaving at mm -hmm. some point uh but uh yeah no i think i mean i their offense is gonna get better with with bill o'brien but thus far they're, they're also kind of in an interesting spot uh right now uh they they feel like they're still need a few weapons but not terrible free agent haul for the Patriots. They went with J they got James Robinson from the Jets, who did not do anything for the Jets really last year after they traded for him. Then they got Juju Smith Schuster from the Chiefs, and then uh, Mike Gusecki. So that's a little uh, a, a division uh, rival jumped to from the Dolphins to the Patriots there. But they still feel like they're a player away. And also, Matt, I gotta say. This is my dark horse in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. I feel like if I... this team goes for Lamar, I I think they're they're going to be a fun watch. I, this would this would be the most I would love watching the Patriots. I think if they actually did pursue Lamar Jackson, I don't I don't hate that idea. Yeah, like I I think I, it's good. I I because I just I feel like. The, I I get it. They they they're gonna run with McCorkle Jones. All right, McCorkle. Like, 
you know, they got they're gonna let him, you know, do his thing. I get it, and and, and maybe under an off a better offense, he's gonna end up playing better. I I'm sure there's there's absolutely a chance for that. But I don't know. That just that just sounds like a spicy proposition. Or at the very least, if you don't go for Lamar Jackson, get another like maybe maybe you get that Hopkins trade, get that uh, Beckham signing, whatever whatever works out for you in terms of getting a big time wide receiver in your building. Because uh, you did lose Jacoby Myers to the Raiders as well, uh, which was like I think at this point your best wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, it like it's it's absolutely an upgrade to Juju. Juju's not like a lights out wide receiver, but he played great for the Chiefs last year. Oh yeah, granted. Yeah. He played with Patrick Mahomes, not Mac Jones. But right, right. No, like I, I think I, I, I. This is not a shade at Juju. I think that he, he, he's still a good player, but he's, he's not like the 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 slam dunk number one that he was with the Steelers. No. Um, so I think I think any just getting another wide receiver in there would be super helpful for them. But yeah, like looking at the division, I totally think that the Jets might. The Jets could be like the most complete team in that division. But if Rogers is there, if Rogers is there, right? Like they have no other option. We're we're working. I mean, I many, it feels like a lot of people are working under the assumption that the Rogers trade is happening. Mm-hmm. I I'm a little bit more like uh, okay, like I I, I don't want to I don't want to guarantee anything because weird things happen. Weird thing weird things are bound to happen because that's just how the league works. Um. Speaking of uh, weird things happening, yeah, you know, though this is not weird because uh, we kind of knew it was going to happen, but I just kind of enjoy how it it was it was perfect that it was these two teams. We got to talk about which I thought this was how we we're going to lead the podcast. Uh, we got to talk about the Bears uh, trading number one overall pick to the Panthers. So the 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 matception uh, that happened with this trade. Uh, where the Bears uh, traded their their top overall pick to the Panthers, and the picks involved, you know, there, there's picks involved, and that's 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 part of the story, of course. But the Panthers decided to also trade wide receiver DJ Moore to the Bears as well. Uh, so this is fascinating. Which team do you want to talk about first in this trade, Matt? Celebrate good times. Come on, <laughs> let's talk about the fucking Bears, please. All right, all right. So let's. Uh, so where 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 are you at? After this trade with the Bears, hype is through the roof. Yeah, this was this was what I was looking for. I don't think I was looking for the Panthers specifically, but every single thing that we fucking got is immaculate. We got an and so we we swapped the our this year's first round picks. So um, that is the, uh, that that is kind of like a, a a net game. We didn't we. In giving up our first round pick, we got that first round pick. We also got their first round pick next year. We also got their second round pick this year. And we also got their second round pick in a couple years. And we got DJ Moore. This is an amazing way to show that you have faith in Justin Fields. I don't care what you fucking say about like, oh, you can reset with a rookie contract. You don't fucking know that Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are going to be good. You don't know that. You just don't. You know that Justin Fields has the juice. So... I'm so glad that the Bears like proved me right with that, <laughs> or maybe not prove prove right, but like at least also feel that way. Yeah, because I think it's the right thing to do. You you need some sort of certainty. If anyone can say with any sort of certainty that there is something to believe, then the Bears have done that. Um, I am thrilled with this. They got DJ Moore. DJ Moore has, has historically been the best 
one of the he's been not the best, but he's been one of those wide receivers that has just never played with an extremely competent quarterback. Right. Yet has been extremely solid all the time. I don't think that he is going to like in terms of him as a receiver, he's not going to become a Devontae Adams or a DeAndre Hopkins in the, in the same way that they are, where they're these studs. But, oh my God, does it help the Bears' offense. And he is going to improve the Bears' offense so much just by fucking being there. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what it's about. I am thrilled with that. I would, have been, I would have been satisfied with the picks alone. Right. But... Now we got that. We got DJ fucking Moore as well. I am thrilled. Um, all the mock tracks that have been seen, Bears at Nine, have been uh, Peter Skronsky out of Northwestern uh, for uh, offensive line. If that's the case, sign me the fuck up. Yeah. Bears are uh, Bears are getting second place in the division. That's their. That would be their biggest weakness at this point. Yep. Uh, I mean defense, but they have they uh, they've also done a, a really good job with uh, with shoring up a lot of their uh, a lot of their defense and free agency, like uh, Tremaine Edmonds and uh, uh, Nick Adams. I think his name is. Yeah. So so there's they signed a linebacking duo of uh, it was T.J. Edwards from the Eagles and then Tremaine, mm-hmm. Tremaine Edmonds of the Bills. Tremaine Edmonds, I think, is is maybe their big time signing. Yeah. There is there is you know like. He had his best year this past year with the Bills, but his career ge- generally has been up and down. But hey, maybe this is like you're buying. A, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know how the markets work, but like you're technically supposed to buy low and then yeah. have it go high. But like, but maybe, you're you're, you're maybe, seeing that the stocks are rising, so you're trying to buy before they right. Get maybe, too high. maybe 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 he hasn't hit a ceiling yet. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe he's gonna keep on high. Yeah. So it it works. It just I, I do want to know like we'll return to the Panthers in a second, but I I think I I find it interesting. I I agree with you that this the Bears might be the in a top two NFC North situation. Who's the other team for you? Who do you fucking think, Chris? Well, I don't know. I'm gonna say the Lions, right? It's absolutely the Lions. Okay. Are you kidding me? I just making sure because I yeah. cause I also know because I don't, last year. Uh, you and I were kind of split about the Vikings. Uh, oh, I'm completely right. fucking off the Vikings now. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, th- this off season has kind of shown with the Vikings that they they've they've not really produced a lot of moves. They they they're kind of they they got rid of Adam Thielen, which we'll talk about in a second with the Panthers. Um, and they are kind of just it, they're having a very quiet off season, and it just feels like they're on they they're candidate to really regress next year. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, of course, we talked about the Packers. I think I think the Packers are doing the right thing with getting rid of Rodgers, like seeing what love it, who love is. And if they have a disastrous twenty twenty three with love, then they could look for maybe someone else in the draft next year. So they, they I, but I think, it, and don't get me wrong, like the Packers still have like some talent on their roster. But I, you look at where the, the the Lions are at right now, and. This team is making sure that they fix one of their biggest weaknesses, which was their secondary last year. They got Cameron Sutton from the Steelers. They got Emmanuel Mosley from the 49ers. And then in a shock, they got C.J. Garner-Johnson for pennies. Uh, oh, because beautiful. Garner-Johnson uh, misread the market, or at the very least, he didn't realize the teams were viewing him as a risk. And that's why they were not willing to pay him what he probably deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, he, he got, he's now part of that secondary. Uh, and then, 
they still have the offenses. So the only thing about the Lions is the fact that they lost Jamal Williams in free agency. They Whatever offer they made him, Jamal, ha- Jamal, Jamal was not happy with. He ended up signing with the Saints. Um, and so Favorite NFL player, by the way, right now. Yeah, but they decided <laughs> to skip out. Uh, they they skipped out Jamal Williams, so then they decided to go with David Montgomery from the Bears. So mm-hmm. so that's 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 going to be their replacement uh, in that in that in that offense for him. I so I don't know if that's an upgrade, but I still think when you look at the team as a whole, that is a team that is hot. That's coming off of a season that was they they kind of had a surprising stretch where they had a chance to make the playoffs and just missed out. And now they are shoring up one of their biggest weaknesses, and mm. they're going into a draft where I believe they have they're, two first draft dra- first round they're, draft picks. They're fucking drafted Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. Yeah, I am like I am banking my hat on that, and I will gladly I will gladly see him go to Detroit. Is that who? Who? Uh, what position does he play? Cornerback. Do you think they would sign another cornerback? I think I think they would. Wow. All right. Yeah. I mean, hey. Hey, sure up the secondary, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 that, that makes sense. But regardless, like, I, it is, it, it is a, it's a team that needed to improve on defense, and the fact that that's what they're going to be end up doing, and in a division that is ultimately not going to be like at its major strength, like, it, it's they're in a good spot. But I'm with you. If there's going to be one team that might give them trouble, it might be the Bears. And, and if Justin Fields plays the the way like the way that he did, especially in the middle of last season where he was really starting to look good. Remember, remember, like September of last year, where we were like, "Oh no, Justin Fields." Yeah, <laughs> we were, we were all, everyone was a little worried about Justin Fields, but then, it, but then he turned it around and he kind of showed, like, "Oh wait, no, this guy can absolutely be a quarterback for this team." And I am glad, I, I'm with you. Where I'm super glad that the Bears are are gonna roll with him moving forward. Um, to jump to the Panthers in that in that trade now, uh, I I I do like it. I think that they, you know, be aggressive, get the guy. Um, mm-hmm. Even if it means that maybe you, you, you don't have as good of a year this year. But I will say, though, uh, they decide to sign Andy Dalton. So that's going to be like if they don't want to start uh, their rookie immediately, they start with Dalton, who ended up having a better year than people give yeah. him credit for last year. Uh, they also have Miles Sanders, uh, who came up, that- over from the Eagles. Chris, that Miles Sanders signing is insane how good it is. Yeah. Uh, I adore that signing. They had no wide receivers after they traded DJ Moore, but they, they did sign Adam Thielen. And then uh, they also got tie in Hayden Hurst from the Bengals. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not uh, – and uh, they're they're in the market for DJ Chark as well, who I think is a pretty sneaky pick. Yeah. Um, DJ Shark uh, then has to go to the Bengals uh, soon, and he will complete his his cat. <laughs> his cat, his cat. He's earning the badges on his. He's earning earning the cat, in, uh, <laughs> the cat badges. Um, but yeah, I think that like obviously it's not. None of these players are like superstars, but they're all competent enough that I think a rookie quarterback would be able to find some success here. Yeah, uh, I, and it's interesting because I feel I feel weird about the NFC South this year. Because like there's just there is still just so much that's unknown. Um, the Falcons are rolling with with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. They did sign Taylor Heineke as a backup, so that's the, what the Falcons are doing. Uh, there they did their their biggest signing. They did sign a lot of free agents. That maybe the biggest name was Jesse Bates, who comes mm-hmm. up from the Bengals. 
Um, the Bucks have been a bit on the quiet side. They traded uh, their uh, offensive lineman, Shaq Mason, to the Texans, but they did sign Baker Mayfield to potentially be the quarterback, uh, either as a starter or he will compete with Kyle Trask uh, for the starting role. Um, but they've had kind of a quiet year. The Saints are interesting because they bring in Carr as their quarterback. They have Williams now at running back along with Kamara, who might be suspended, and uh, Ingram. And Michael Thomas, who has been out as of late, but he he's sounds more eager than ever to actually be on this team. Um, and Rare for him. Yeah, <laughs> he 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 apparently was one of the key people that recruited Carr uh, to the Saints, um, and so he he's kind of he wants to play, and if he plays like he used to, along with Chris Olave, that's not a bad offense. And, no, and you, their their defense did lose some uh, defensive players, but generally speaking, their defense has been pretty solid, um, despite like their many other struggles last year so i i don't know like if i had to pick a coach in this division that i trust the most it would be frank reich which is weird because i know this is his first year here but you know he has the history with the colts and having been a decent coach um but if i right now if i look at the talent i might pick the saints but it's it's between the saints and panthers to me in terms of who i think right now would win this division the bucks, wide open the wide bucks, open division yeah the bucks could do it too i like i they still have a good amount of talent on them but just the fact that things fell so far apart last year i just don't and the fact that they, they're pretty much bringing everyone back um is, is is not necessarily something that gives me like a whole lot of hope mm-hmm. but hey we'll see um but yeah Panther, Panthers, I think, both the Panthers and Bears, I think, came away from that overall trade super duper uh, well. Sick of talking about video games with people who just want to be toxic? Me too. So join us over at the Gaming Coop. We come together each month to talk about what we love about video games. Discussion topics range from our favorite soundtracks to the best relationships between characters. We also have some fun segments in which we play some trivia or build our school of gaming. Find us on Anchor or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Game on. I guess this I guess it's time to talk about my team, huh? We talked about your teams. I I, I, I guess it is, Chris. Yeah. Uh, so the so the New York football giants yeah. have franchise tagged running back Saquon Barkley. hmm And have extended Danny Dimes. They did do that. Danny Dimes. That's He's your quarterback for a while. Uh, they, uh, they traded, uh, using the pick that they got with the Kadarius Tony trade, they did trade, uh, for Darren Waller. That is, I do, I do like that. Yeah. Um, and they basically re-signed their entire wide receiver course. So Sterling Shepard, Isaiah Hodges, and, uh, uh, I always forget the last guy. Darius Slayton, Chris. Uh, Darius Slayton. I don't know why. He, he, he's like, he might be the best one of all of them. I just, he I, I he just is. Keep, I and I, I, say th- I say this as a fantasy football player. He is the best out of all of them. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just always forget his name for some reason. But um, they, like, I don't know, man. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting spot to be in, right? Like, yeah. this contract that they signed Jones to is 
so unlike other contracts when you think about quarterbacks because a lot of times when you sign when you sign a, a guy like this to or, or just sign a quarterback in general to a contract it's because they have proved themselves that they are a great quarterback that they're going to be a player that is that is you're gonna be your franchise guy for a long time that there is no caveats that this is like he is the future guaranteed they're doing this full well that he is not at his peak that he hasn't really or at least we don't they, they think that he's not at his peak uh that he has not really been like an amazing quarterback he has been competent he's he's certainly an athletic quarterback but that necessarily doesn't mean that he's been amazing i think that we look at the vikings game and i of course i i'm i'm you know part of it too like when that game happened it was like holy shit like that was incredible of course the caveat is that it was the vikings defense Mm -hmm. but i i look at this deal and i'm like i want to be mad at it i want to be annoyed and i'm annoyed that they want to just rest on what they have and be like this is like they, they, they couldn't find an upgrade they couldn't figure out a way to maybe just let jones go and pursue lamar jackson go all in but i think that the only thing that i can do at this point is just put my faith in the table mm-hmm. i feel like last year was so weird like i i had i loved the hire of dable when it happened I but I feel like I vastly underestimated how important that hire was going to be because it has been a while since you've had a coach come in and perform the way he did. Granted that it it, it does scream a bit McAdoo because <laughs> the McAdoo was, his first season was was the year they went to the playoffs, but this year felt a little bit different because it was this talent this team that did not have a whole lot of talent, but yet they still had like some fun on offense and they had a defense that was playing relatively well and like both sides of the ball and the doing all right enough they were very much like the vikings in that they were outperforming what they're like they they had they had a record that didn't really match the team itself and Mm -hmm. so i i look at this and i'm like i don't love what the this offseason has been for the giants i'm not looking at this and being like Oh man, I can't wait. We're gonna be title contenders this year. I, like I'm not at that point. I, I wish I was, but I also I knew that this was going to be a long rebuilding process. I expected this to be a much longer rebuilding process. I did not expect them to make the playoffs last year. So if this is gonna be a continuation of that rebuild process and they regress this year, I'll be upset, sure. But I I think right now I I'm I'm willing for them to get their eggs in order, figure out how they want to approach the future. And I, I'm, I'm just kind of going to ride this ride with them and not be like, I don't want to make any rash judgments and be like, ah, well this franchise is fucked. Cause they saw Daniel Jones. Like, I'm like, well, they see something in Daniel Jones. They see something in Daniel Jones. Maybe he ends up playing better. Like, I, I don't know. Like this, it's it's just it, it's a fascinating situation. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. You 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 sound like you were you sound like you were not a fan of the Jones signing. I think that they should have let Saquon go and tagged Jones. 
Really? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I would, uh-huh. I would have, I, I, there's a part of me that felt like it would have been the flip side, but that, that okay. What, why though? Why, why get rid just of just, just like in, in general, like contract stuff, like he's getting older, he is still playing well, but running backs don't last forever. And I think it's like running backs getting second contracts are such a low hit rate. Right. Yeah. That I think that, um, uh, that I think that it's it's harder for that to happen, you know. Yeah. Um, so they're harder for it to happen and and, and be good. My brain short circuits sometimes, it's and I okay. say words that sound like their thoughts coming out. But I, then again, that's most podcast hosts. That's so that, that's how podcasts work. It's fine. Yeah, we're just living in each other's minds. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's just kind of how it goes. In, but in, I mean, I I mean, we we can talk about the Cowboys in a second. I, I think the Cowboys are fascinating. Oh yes, I yeah. So, so um, but yeah, just like the put the cap on it. I don't disagree with you. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm just at a point where I'm like in Dable we trust, in in Shane we trust, and whatever, however they feel like they want to build this team at this point, like whatever, like just do what you gotta do, and uh-huh. I will, will, I'll talk to you in 2024, 2025. You know, like if if they if things are really a disaster, then they they have to go right. But yeah. like. I, right now, I'm so impressed with how they dealt with this past season that I'm just like, okay, like I'm just I'm just gonna be here for this and do whatever I, I gotta do to get just exciting football again. You know, that's that's all that matters to me anyway. Um, yeah. So the Cowboys are fascinating. They, I feel like the Cowboys are growing up, Matt. Um, yeah, a little bit because they they did tag Pollard and they released Elliot. That was the first sign that they grew up. Yep. But then they also traded for Stefan Gilmore and they traded for Brandon Cooks. Both of whom I think are they are low risk trades that you didn't have to give up a whole lot for of two talented players, two t- players that played well uh have played well in recent memory. Like I, I th- this is they didn't go for like the flashiness this off season and I think they're kind of better for it. I kind of like where the Cowboys are at right now. I do too. Um, I mean, like, here's here's the rule, okay? Yeah. That two NFC, the the NFC East has not had the same champion back to back years. It may not be the Eagles this year. Might be the Cowboys. Might be the Giants. But the Cowboys are kind of in that position to maybe uh, maybe take it back. I'm with you. Uh, um, and I I love that they release Zeke. I hope that uh, Pollard gets like fully healthy. I think he had like a, a small injury thing at the end of the season. Yes, yeah, that's um, why I was out. Uh, but still, I I adore Tony Pollard, and I I I so I picked up Tony Pollard on my fucking dynasty team mm. that year that Zeke was holding out for a contract. Right. He has never fucking left my dynasty team. Yeah. Because I knew if Zeke is gone, Tony Pollard is the fucking man. Yeah, man. I'm with, uh, yeah, I, I feel like the Cowboys are definitely, like, because when you look at the Eagles, and I, earlier this offseason we were talking about how, like, Jerry Jones made a dumb statement about, like, oh, well, the Eagles went all in this year. But it turns out, like, they, they did, the Eagles did lose a good amount of players in, yeah. in free agency. Uh, I thought I thought there was a lot more, uh, lot more players that were going to be longer lasting there. I mean, but it is they, easy, to, it's really easy to make fun of, of Jerry. Yeah, right that that too we just kind of wanted to have a day where you could be a punching bag um but you know they did they did sign back some of like their their longtime veterans like kelsey and graham and 
uh, Cox, and you know they they did they did get like their their defensive and offensive lines are still in decent shape, but they did lose Jav- Javon Hargrave to the 49ers. Um and that was a big one. They lost Miles Sanders. They lost CJGJ. Uh, they you know they did get their cornerbacks back. They do have Slay. They did sign Slay back, even though at first so at first it was like they were gonna release him, and then they then he got an extension from them. That was a whole mm-hmm. weird saga thing. And then they got Bradbury back as well. Um, it's, you know, so the, the Eagles are still in good shape. Like they're still going to be a fun team and still going to be competitive, but I, I could see it where the Cowboys, they, that they break through at some point here. And that maybe that maybe they do end up winning their division next year. I could see it. Uh, I, cause I, 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 I don't, I don't doubt the, like, I don't doubt. Certainly I, the one person I definitely don't doubt on the Cowboys is Dan Quinn. Like, I just feel like that defense has always been pretty good and that, Especially with adding like a guy like Gilmore on that team, like that's gonna be pretty good. It's just that it's just ultimately the offense, and like, I, I, I'm still like not in that mindset that like Dak Prescott is like this terrible player. Like I feel like he's no. getting like this weird bad rap because he's turned over the ball. I don't know, but so is like Josh Allen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like and and like it's 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 he he's still like one of the better quarterbacks in the league and i i feel like uh, if they have they're gonna have a really nice group around them they they i think they signed they they, they had totally totally pollard and then they I think they they signed like ronald jones as like a bad uh, yeah that's not that was not huge not, news <laughs> not, not, not a big one but like no the but it, it's still like they still have like a very decent offense going for them that I feel like they just have to make it work. The fact that they are rolling with Mike McCarthy as offensive coordinator is maybe my only thing I'm like a little worried about. Yeah, no, but, do, do you know what do you know what his reasoning is? Did you hear his reasoning? I forgot, but what was it? It's because it's because the offense scored too fast. Mm. Mike McCarthy said the offense scored too fast and the defense was uh, wasn't able to keep up, so they gotta they gotta slow down how fast they score. That that feels like old school thinking. That's a so because the only metric by which you win is by scoring more points than your opponent. But if you do it too fast, it's a fucking problem, I guess. <laughs> oh boy, um, he's Washington... got the he's got the Packers stink on him. Fuck Washington him. is also, I think, interesting. Not like. I, like I don't know. So there's this whole the conversation has constantly been about like what's Stan Schneider gonna do? Is he gonna sell the team or not? Right? Like and, and that that's that's been still a talking point this off season, and we'll see if it happens. It's it's nothing. Nothing has been like concrete yet on that front. But um, the the thing that I think I, I find interesting with the with the commanders. Is the Eric Bieniemy getting becoming the offensive coordinator, which we we covered in the last podcast? But um, they have Sam Howell, who they do believe in as as a quarterback for them. But they did sign Jacoby Brissett, who had one of his best years last year. Like yeah, like we shot on on the Cleveland Browns last year uh, a lot, and going as far as to not refer to them as. Uh, as their actual name as their actual name but like the one thing that was actually kind of a positive that came out of that team was that when Brissett was in he was phenomenal and that offense fell apart the moment that he was no longer in there um and so him going to the commanders i find to be a, an enticing thing 
I still think they have a pretty good defense. Like they just they just franchise tagged Daron Payne, who is a fantastic uh, defensive lineman. Um, and I don't know, man. I I like I like that all four NFC East teams are super interesting. That they're it's not like there's a dud that is a really bad one. I just mm-hmm. feel like all four of them have something with them that I feel like is going to be like there's going to be some sort of competitiveness with all of them, and like and there could be an opening somewhere here for one of the for for all of these teams to maybe sneak past the other depending on how the season plays out. Like I'm not I I don't think the Commanders or Giants are at the level of the Cowboys or Eagles, but may, maybe maybe I don't know. <laughs> we'll see when when the, when the season comes around. Maybe some wild shit happens. Um. That that that's just my, I want to throw it out there with the commanders. Um, I'm trying to think of what we haven't talked about yet. So the so the NFC West, uh, the 49ers still look like they're a solid team, but the questions still remain about the quarterback situation. They did sign Sam Darnold. They did sign Sam Darnold. That is a thing that happened. Um, but they shored up their defensive line as we mentioned earlier with Javon Hargrave. Uh, to add to that defense and it's just they their defense just continues to be good and steve wilkes is gonna have a ball as a defensive coordinator for them mm-hmm. um but uh yeah so it's it's gonna be darnold it's gonna be purdy it's gonna be trey lance we're gonna see who wins that's 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 the situation for them uh geo smith is back with the seahawks and i love that i love that they did that i love that he resigned i love that they were rewarding him for that I think I think that's a super cool story still, and I think that I'm I I love that they're gonna just go all in on, on a second year of Gino and see what happens. Yeah, um, I don't think they they haven't really done much in the off season besides that, but um, I you know what we'll see how it goes. Uh, the Rams look like they're kind of rebuilding at this point, and the Cardinals are a disaster. So it, I think it's really gonna come down to those the Seahawks and the Niners, and it might be the Niners that are runaway at this point. <laughs> so. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we also haven't talked about the AFC. We haven't really talked about the AFC a lot at all. Um, like they, we talked about the AFC East. We talked about the Ravens. Um, any any uh specific thing that you want to touch on with the AFC West that you, or or not not just the AFC West in, in general with the AFC that you find interesting right now. Not that I can think of. I let let's start here. Calvin Ridley is now going to be a member oh, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am so pumped for the Jaguars, actually. Yeah, so he got reinstated yeah. when after we got done with our last podcast, um, and so he is now got to add to that Jaguars core. Who again, the Jaguars did not really have not done much this offseason, but it's mostly because they spent so much last offseason. They did everything last offseason, and now yes. they're going to, like, even the Ridley thing last season. Yep. And it's it's going to work out so well for them. Yeah, they're in really, really great shape because it looks like it pretty much is, it's them, and then maybe, I, yeah, it, this is a rough go. This could be a rough for the Titans, I think. The Titans seem like they're also kind of moving into a rebuild territory where they are there's still a chance that Derrick Henry gets traded. There's a chance that Tannehill gets traded. Like that there there's you know, with a new GM in the building and the fact that the a lot of players have already been either released or or just became free agents, it just feels like the Titans are at the moment of like, alright, their window passed, it's now time to blow some stuff up. Um uh, so we'll see what the Titans do. There's still a lot of questions. There's even there's even like a 
potential Derrick Henry trade on the horizon. So that's why. I, yeah, I, I mentioned Henry. Yeah. Um, that's okay. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but the the and like and like the Texans have been doing a lot. Uh, along with after they traded Brandon Cooks and then they traded for Shaq Mason, they also got Robert Woods. Actually, Robert Woods was like their first move uh, at wide receiver, and they also got Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys, which I think is a sneaky good signing for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they also re-signed Lamar Laramie Tunsil, who was one of the better left tackles in the league. Um, and uh, I think they they might have had a few other signings that I I, I don't have written down here, but. Texans are going to be interesting because they now have a, co- a coach that doesn't feel like is going to be just a one and done coach at this point. At least we hope. It feels like this is a guy that a lot of people like, D'Amico Ryan's, um, and a if they bring in a rookie, rookie quarterback who is probably going to start right away because they don't really have. They, I mean, they have uh, what's his face? Davis Mills. They have Davis Mills still as a backup quarterback. Um. So I don't know. Texans look more interesting this year than they had the last few years in terms of like it, it's been a real rough go of it for that team. Where like now it's like okay, maybe you could start to show some signs of competency, some signs that like oh you're not gonna be bad enough to fire your coach again. Um, so we'll see. And the Colts yeah. are also not really doing much. Uh, they feel like they're kind of gonna rebuild with a rookie quarterback they'll draft. Um. See, people keep on saying that Lamar Jackson is likely to go there. And I'm like, do we really, really want to put him on the Colts at this point? Like, I don't know. I know Taylor, Jonathan Taylor's there. Jonathan Taylor's there. They've got some decent wide receivers. Michael Pittman's great. Yeah. I think that the, like, the appeal for the Colts is that, like, it's such a huge upgrade. Other than contract, the con- like, other than the contract, the only thing they have to give up is they they have to give two first round picks. If that includes this year's, they were going to spend that this year's first pick on a quarterback fucking anyway. Yeah. So they're really just only giving up one additional first round pick to get Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Well, you know who else is there? You're the the man that's been on your radar, Gardner Minshew. Is now Gardner fucking Minshew. Let's go. So if if they don't sign Lamar and they decide maybe they don't want to roll out a rookie quarterback right away, on Will Levis. That's who they would draft, I think. Yeah, Will Levis or Anthony Richardson was what we were thinking yeah. two two people, but uh, yeah, now yeah, Gardner Minshew is going to be there. Um, uh, and then in the West, uh, the Chiefs lost Orlando Brown to the Bengals, uh, so they're down left tackle. They also lost Miguel Hardman. They lost Richard Smith Schuster. So they're kind of down a few key offensive players. But they they sound like it sounds like they're going to roll with Kadarius Tony as their number one wide receiver at this point. Um. Don't hate it. Yeah. He's got I, a lot of talent. I mean, uh, I'm, they also I'm, never have really had a number one wide receiver this past year. So, right. Yeah. So and they didn't like, need one. So, yeah, it was a wide receiver. Fine. Yeah. It was a wide receiver by committee type situation yeah. almost. And, and it, it, it worked, worked out, out well. Travis Kelsey's their number one wide receiver. Like, yeah. Pretty that's much. Just, it, it just works out for them. And no one in the league is allowed to guard him. Yeah. So, like, it's a perfect cheat code. They also released Frank Clark. We'll see what ends up happening with that. Uh, their, yeah. their, their, their defense is down a few key players as well um but they have they the chiefs usually have like at least like one super flashy signing they haven't had that yet um so we'll see how the rest of this offseason goes maybe they have a trade that surprises people or something uh we'll see 
um, the the Chargers. The only exciting thing I have written down here is that they signed Eric Kendricks, Kendricks, who I think was last interesting back in like 2014. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just thought that was interesting. Chargers are weird because I feel like there's just bad vibes about about them, but they're kind of like just in the same state that they were last year, where they're like, oh, they're a talented team with Justin Herbert, but like, I don't know, the way the last season ended, it's kind of like I don't have much hope in them. Nah. What do you think of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo with the Raiders? Do you like it? Um, I think it's a roughly lateral move for the Raiders. Mm. I think I, I think overall Derek Carr and Jimmy G are about the same talent level. Sure. How? But Jimmy G has always had fucking amazing coaching around him. Right. Whether it's OC Josh McDaniels, not head coach Josh McDaniels, OC Josh McDaniels, big difference. Or Kyle Shanahan, he's always had great coaching around him. So, granted, he is back with Josh McDaniels, but That's, this is head yeah. coach Josh McDaniels. So, the the jury's still out. I think it's okay for the Raiders. I don't think that the Raiders are suffering as a result of this, but it's nothing. It's not getting Aaron Rodgers, right? Right. I think I think why I like it more is, and why I think it might it might be an upgrade over Derek Carr. I I still think I still think Carr might be the might be better, but I think specifically like you said with with Garoppolo having learned having spent many years with Josh McDaniels as an offense coordinator, one of the key things that people were talking about in terms of the trouble with learning a playbook that Josh McDaniels makes an offensive playbook is that it it, it takes a while for people to kind of learn it and understand it. Uh, and I feel like if Garoppolo comes in and is already familiar enough with those systems, that I think is going to work out maybe a little bit more than maybe Carr coming in and maybe not fully wanting to grasp all the bullshit McDaniels wants to throw at him. Um, mm-hmm. That's maybe that would be my only like positive I could spin out of it. Um, and like, I, I, but like at the same time, it's just like. Why did you get rid of Darren Waller? Like, I understand he had kind of like a down year, but like, it just feels like a weird move to to drop that weapon, you know. And like, you, you do have you do have Adams, and you have Andre Renfro. You now have Jacoby Myers on your team, but like, I don't know. Like, the Raiders are just weird to me. They get they get, they still have a defense that's like not very good. Like, they have Crosby and Jones, and that's about it. Yeah, and it just it's just like I don't know what the Raiders are gonna do. Same thing with the Broncos. They had like their most their most like best signing that they made was Jarrett Stidham, <laughs> which <laughs> like all right, like yeah, he had a good, few good games with the Raiders, I guess. Yeah, but then uh, the, and then they signed like Mike uh, McLitchy or whatever the hell's name is from the Forty ers who was like an offensive lineman. Yeah, Broncos are weird too. Yeah. Um. So what we're saying is, or at least what I'm saying is, that the Chiefs are probably going to win that division again. Yeah. Um, Chargers yeah. did get Kellen Moore though. Like I'm actually like actually pretty nice, pretty thrilled about that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe. maybe I think that's he's... a great that's a great upgrade for them uh, offensively. Yeah. Um And if if everyone's at full strength, I know Austin Eckler is like looking for a trade. If not that's a true. bigger I contract, I forgot to bring it up. Yep. Yeah. Um. So if that if he if he's not there, I feel a little worse, but. Like that team's just got to stay healthy. Yep. But a Kel- like healthy Chargers plus Kellen Moore, I think is a is, is a great combination. 
forgot to mention Josh Jacobs uh, for the Raiders, by the way. He got, he was yeah. franchise tagged. So, yeah. And that's what you do with a running back who has a good season but has had some down years and is at the end of their initial contract. Right. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it will be interesting. It, it, like, it will be, like, I want to see how the draft plays out, obviously, you know. And, you know, there's so much more free agency to go. Like, there's, there's, there's still other stuff happening uh, that, that other decisions that could be made, trades that could be made. We'll see. But the Eckler thing is fascinating. Like, I... I feel like I would want him on any of like my favorite teams. Absolutely. Like, I just like he, he's such a good player. Um and then I I, I think the I think the only t- division we haven't really talked about was the AFC North and that was the, the which haven't really hasn't really seen a whole lot of action. The Bengals did get Orlando Brown, which is a great signing for them. Their their current left tackle Jonah Williams is looking for a trade and Orlando Brown is a nice uh, fill-in spot for the Bengals. Um, the Steelers are, are kind of quiet. They they did sign Patrick Peterson, though. As That's a, really something. awesome for them, I think. Yeah. Um, and so we'll see. And then the Browns, uh, Elijah Moore, was the was the trade that they made. Everything else is kind of like whatever with the Browns. I was just like, I, 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 I still think I'm, I'm of the opinion that the Browns are not going to be very good. Um, no, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll, maybe they'll do something and then make me sad because they're just that, that that's the team for me at this point where I'm just kind of like, I, man, I wanted to root for you. And now I feel like I just, I just don't want to anymore. Um, yeah, I think it covers everything. I mean, there's a few notable Patriots that retired. Devin McCourty, Dante Hightower, um, but I feel like we covered a lot of the major news things that have, have gone down. Uh, any, uh, any hopes, predictions for the rest of free agency at this point, Matt? Not really that I can think of. I think everything feels pretty set and done. I am very excited for the draft in a month. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're going to get our guy, <clears throat> Chet Avery back. Yes. I would, I, I'd love to meet him someday. Someday, yeah. I mean, he's a chill guy. Yeah, he's a Cowboys Are you sure? fan. Though. He's, I mean, he <laughs> he's a Cowboys fan, so maybe how yeah. chill can he really be at this point? Right. Um, um, I do have an update about what I uh, started the podcast with. Oh, hit me with it. Uh, okay, so Lamar Jackson said that uh that Ken Francis has never tried to negotiate with him or for him. Which means that Ken Francis is not reaching out on behalf of Lamar Jackson, which is full confirmation that this dude is just fucking—he's <laughs> fucking doing whatever. Oh boy! All right. He well, was that, also he was easy. he is a Florida. Uh, also, according to Mister P- Pelissero, uh, a Florida man who most recently was pitching a home fitness invention. Uh, that tweet was uh, 52 minutes ago, which Lamar responded to uh, about five minutes after that. And then 11 minutes ago, uh, Lamar very quickly put together a tweet about a fake fitness thing that he called the entire gym. <laughs> with a Twitter, with a website that is like, there's not, there's not fucking nothing on this website. But it's about like a compact portable gym that that like feels weird to have like... Like it's it's more than it should be for a joke. Yeah, God. But well, it is. But it is like absolutely a joke. But he says my business partner Ken and I will be dropping this this summer. 
what a bizarre what a weird saga this is becoming all right well hopefully with next time you hear from us that we we have answers about lamar jackson we have answers about aaron Rodgers. hopefully a lot of this this nuttiness has been has subsided um but yeah that's that's our thoughts on everything that has gone on in this offseason it has been a lot it's been a whirlwind uh next time we'll uh i don't know we'll do something different we have uh we we, we're starting to do we're we're starting to get people together for vbfl so we'll start uh getting that together over the course of the next few months here uh but yeah stay tuned for more offseason podcasts uh but uh if you miss us during that time you can always follow both of us on twitter I'm at Fluffy Cloud Gamer. Matt, you're at Vanna underscore music, I want to say. Correct. Um, and uh, I, I've been doing a lot of YouTube and Twitch content that I've kind of slowed down on, but I'm going to, you know, we'll, we'll see. It'll come out. I'll, I'll do stuff occasionally. And, of course, we have the Coop. The Game Coop's still going out uh, monthly. There was an episode that actually dropped today, uh, when, at least when we're recording this. So you go, you can go and check that out. It's our, uh, the most surprising video games for us or at least surprising things within the game or whatever like wh- however you want to define it we we, we kind of cover that in that in that podcast that's so super cool anyways thank you all so much for listening and we will see you in a couple weeks good night and good ball Virtual Ball Boys has been brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Find us on Twitter at Virtual Ball Boys and find more of our work at Team Chaos Pods.